Okay. Let's get right into it. East End Report is uh, sponsored by Esports Oldish Farms, the essential place for a quick pit stop. The shop for fresh produce and vegetables, Oldish Farms, has a, a tremendous greenhouse. That's where you can find everything, you know, perennials, annuals, beautiful baskets. Also, they got assorted cheeses with over 80 items, by the way. Mouth-watering assortment of pies, about 30 uh, freshly made homemade pies, homemade yeast bread, fiabatas, and huge cheese selection like no other. Located just off Sunrise Highway, uh, exit 61 South, just north of the Triangle Pub, Olish Farms. 70 Eastport, Manor Road and Eastport. Check it out. Great place. Mr. Robert DePiro. A lot has been uh, going on uh, this past week in your neck of the woods, sir. Yes, Jay. Where do we begin? Do we begin very quickly with the uh, Manorville revelation of the identity of the body that you both had just uh, covered? Um, hey, I just realized something. Uh, Jessica Taylor, Melissa Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Just offer yeah. my uh, clues because, you know, they did say uh, any... Uh, any help, any theories. Uh, the Manorville situation, by the way, has always puzzled me with Gilgal because you have the two pieces, right? And I believe they were both, yeah, they were both Melissa Taylor, now that we know her name, or her, her she has another name, am I right? Her real name is Valerie Mack, also known as Melissa Taylor. Correct. Jessica Taylor, the real name, both pieces found in Manorville. And since Manorville is nowhere near Gilgal, the only thing that makes sense to me, I just think of like Tony Soprano when he would say in The Sopranos, it's your mess, you clean it up. Yeah, and, that's um, what it is. That's my theory. You take care of that. These are yours. You take care of that. You take care of them. That's yours. You live out that way. You drop whatever you, I don't know. It's... <laughs> It is what it is. I don't, I don't know either anymore. I can't figure this out. You know, John Ray will be with us at the top of the hour. We'll uh, we'll try and uh, decipher it even more so. But, you know, there's some there's some stuff there. There, there, there was some flaws in what I heard yesterday. I was on that presser yesterday. Uh, flaws regarding the Nassau County Police Department and the investigation working together. Uh, I don't think Suffolk really wants any part of Nassau on this. Uh, and the other one was about, you know, Peaches, you know, the nickname of one of the victims. Right. There was some uh, flaws in that explanation uh, we found. So, you know, there's just a lot going on here. You know, it's almost as if they, they dangle a carrot in front of you, you know, saying, oh, we have some news, uh, three o'clock press conference. And, and, you know, it's like what happened in January with the belt. We didn't really ha hear anything more. You were, you were there for that conference. Correct. Uh, and we didn't, we didn't really hear anything. So so what are the what's the significance of the initials? Have we heard anything and in I the last that. five months regarding that? No, the answer is no. I mean, huh. it, it seems like the department and John Ray are in this ping pong match. You know, it's like a, it's like a match. It's, uh, you go to the mic, then I'm going to the mic. And then you going to deliver some uh, information and then i'm going to deliver a piece of news for the press and, um, yeah i, and I here we did go ask the police commissioner where can they you know where was the belt or the piece of the belt found at that press conference i think i was the last one to get a question in, and she said that we cannot divulge that and i'm like you know well why not <laughs> now it's been like five months later uh, that clue of the belt hasn't led to the public finding out and uh I don't know. Just to wrap up, the whole fact that two two body parts were found in Manorville, nowhere near Gilgo. And by the way, the, that Halsey Manor Lane is about as far east as you could go, but still stay within Suffolk County jurisdiction. 
I think that needs to be uh, noted. Yeah. So lots of questions, loads of questions. Let's get into uh, the week. Everything. Uh, Jay Schneiderman made it very clear. Uh, if you are not a uh, Southamptonite, guess why? You're not heading to our beaches. And, you know, you can thank the Blasio for this one. He closed yep. all the city stuff, the Rockaways yep. and Coney Island. Guess what? Those fine folks traveled east, and, you know, you had some capacity deals going on all over the place. But, I mean, that's why you had the crowds, you know? I mean, right. you know, de Blasio was, uh, you know, thinking on his own, and uh, obviously the wrong thought process as usual uh, when it comes to him. But that's why uh, you had the scenes that you did out in the east end. And nothing seems to be vetted, much like we talked about last week, about the no evictions which unfairly now targets uh, even uh, the average homeowner looking to rent the house out for the summer. But also we have people squatting in Dune Road homes now that have a free pass for the summer. When de Blasio announced the beach closure, apparently no one vetted it and thought of people who like to fish. And um, particularly out here a lot, when you do see uh, you know 30 people in one spot you know, spaced out, um, more than likely, there will be Latino. And in this case, uh, a lot of the New York City residents, some from here, but a huge amount from New York City, Latino came all the way out to fish, you know, because, you know, it's a recreation thing. You want to do something for the weekend. And they all converged on North Sea Beach. The problem is when I guess the information got out by way of uh, the Internet and the phone app, when Chief Skrynecki, uh found out about the whole situation at North Sea Beach. There were 250 people converged, and the roads were being clogged. Uh, one of the North Sea uh, residents, uh, um, I think he's the uh, North Sea Community Association member. He's also a member of the North Sea Fire Department. Don Oliver said there would, it would have been impossible for a fire truck, a fire department to be able to get into the beach to investigate reports of illegal fires. And, you know, there's no bathrooms on the beaches. So this ended up being a huge mess. We talked about everything being a mess out here last week. This was an actual mess. There was garbage strewn about everywhere, and there were people that were fuming. They're like, no matter who did it, you know, they made it clear, you know, whatever race or ethnicity it is, this beach was left a mess besides the, the crowd. So Jay Schneiderman now has enacted the ban on beaches of any kind, even parking it at the end of roads where bays are, you have to have proof. You have to show your license. And I believe it'll even go as far as to if you're on the beach, you're going to have to have your license on you. Uh, they may even have people walking uh, along with the town asking for your license. Because you could always circumvent this by just having a carload of people dropped off. Now that's what it is. You know, you, you here's the here's the problem. You abuse the system. This is what happens. You know, you, you give it a pass to go to the beaches, opening it up, having fun, Memorial Day weekend, get out the whole nine yards and, you, and a few bad apples. And, you know, you brought up something with the squatters. I caught a piece last night. And there's another problem as far as extending the evictions and everything else. Can't be evicted now for another 90 days. Uh, what is it, till August, whatever it is. Yeah. The problem yeah. now is you have these squatters 
that are in these homes, okay, and the owners are fuming now. In one particular case, this guy brings his two dogs in. I don't know if you caught this. Brings his two massive dogs in. They chewed up the property, screwed up the sprinkler system, urinated all over the carpets inside the house, couches are ruined, broken windows. I mean, you go on and on and on here, what's been going on here, and they can't throw these people out because of the executive order. So, in essence, what are we doing here? And, uh, you know, the squatters really have to be taken out in some sort of way who are abusing the privilege. That's what's happening in some of these homes. Yeah, the squatters knew uh, right away the minute this was announced. uh, They probably uh, rented a home the second they heard that announcement from the state. They they probably rented these homes within the hour because they're well-trained. They make a, that's their career. Ultimately, it never ends up working out for them because they end up getting thrown out on the street with no place to go. Once enough word gets out, you know, then they don't get rented anywhere. They end up in, like, awful neighborhoods. But, um, yeah, that was – no one vetted any of these things. They just announced plans, but they they don't troubleshoot them. Yeah, terrible deal. Really is. I tell you, if I was a homeowner and I had one, and I had one living in my home, uh, I'd throw them out. I would, I would go in there literally. I don't care. I would throw – Rob, I would do it. If he was abusing my home like that, if he was abusing my home, uh, where do- dogs, animals, ripping up my property, urinating all over the house, no way. That's the end of that. There's ways to do it, Jay. You get – it's not it's not ethical. Yeah, there's it's, ways to do it. It's abuse. It's it's abuse, my friend. They should have the state. Right. The homeowners really should hold the state liable to pay for the damages, though. It's the state law that created this. So hopefully the homeowners should be able to recoup money back from the state for whatever damages is done because it's their weird, wacky law. It was meant to help people that didn't have rent money, but they should have put specifics in there. Here you Rob DePure, Eastern Report. What's next? Uh, where are we at here as far as the hospitals and everything else on the island? Uh are they prepared? It seems like, you know, we keep hearing Northwell. We're ready for a second round if it happens. What about some of the East End stuff? Yeah, I mean, the hospitals here have done a stellar job. Both Peconic Bay Medical Center and uh, the Southampton Hospital, you know, Peconic Bay Medical Center, a division of Northwell Health. Southampton Hospital now is what, uh, a division of Stony Brook uh, Hospital. And they've been ahead of everything. They never had a, a situation where they were short of anything. And um, right now, the, all the cases have, have come down. So, uh, you know, when they speak of the second wave, you know, a, a, as it happens or if it happens, they are well uh, prepared. They have the open space. Riverhead had that whole ICU wing that luckily had just been built. I mean, that was uh, amazing, amazing as far as timing. And... Um, so really, the theory as far as a second wave connects to the easing up of the people being cooped up inside. That's the only reason why you're hearing about it. And, you know, logically, it would make sense. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. And again, if people still follow the rules, you know, you wear the mask. They had an unfortunate incident in North Sea uh, in Southampton at a, uh, at a market that was in the Southampton press where a man came in and refused to have a uh, have a mask on he just was defiant about it and he was citing this is america i don't need to have the uh, have the mask and um you know of course now you have that that order um i think that cuomo enacted you know zero 
zero places. If, you know, if it's if the, the mask is required, you have you have to wear the mask to go inside. But you just hate to hear people like that. You can wear it out. You don't have to wear a mask outside now. I see people wearing masks outside, away from people, way away from people. I see people driving in cars uh, with the mask by themselves. And as the weather gets warmer, you have to worry about: Are they going to pass out behind the vehicle? You know, just separate the laws of what the laws are. Wear the mask inside all the time. Don't remove it at any point. If you're outside and you're well away from people, don't wear it. Don't drive behind a wheel of a car if it's just you with it on. Yeah. You know, my biggest problem is when I put the mask on, if I go into a store uh, and, you know, if I have my glasses on, I fog up my glasses, which is frustrating over and over yep. again and i and i make sure that the mask is tightly around they say put it tightly around your nose i do that and i still i'm still fogging up so uh and that's my biggest problem but everyone should really wear the mask if you're in any type of store or an establishment it is what it is listen uh, i did not mind rosie perez and uh chris rock uh yesterday uh, uh being uh, uh you know picked by the governor to send the message you know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, listen, I don't care how you want to give the message. You want, And I said it earlier, you want to choreograph the message uh, from Hamilton to deliver it to all of us? I could care less. But yep. everybody needs to comply. Okay, everybody needs to comply with the message. Wear your mask when you're inside. That was a good commercial um, release that PSA actually. Hey, Jay, uh, New York State uh, has to give the go-ahead to the badly battered restaurant industry. And we'd basically be citing... Uh, any any area out in the Hamptons is in huge trouble trying to just stay alive um, with the, what is it now, phase three. Unfortunately, you can't even get to the restaurant thing in phase three. Now, we're already almost at June 1st, so we're talking about three more weeks. So the first port, part in time where the restaurants can even do 50% capacity is June 20th. I mean, that's absurd. Hopefully, the state kind of opens up and makes this up a little bit quicker to allow outside restaurant dining area, like Main Street Riverhead. Uh, the supervisor, uh, Yvette Aguiar, is actually considering doing like an emergency declaration where the restaurants, the minute they are allowed to open up, can just have tables out on really you know, right on the sidewalk, right on the patio, on the back parking lot, say Peconic River parking lot, because that's the only way these restaurants are going to survive, and that's if any of these restaurants reopen in two and a half weeks. It's going to be tough to find workers because uh, they're feeling pretty good collecting an extra 600 bucks uh, on the sideline there. Uh, listen, they should have opened up a long time ago. You can do it safely. I've said this a zillion times. It's only been blue in the face, okay? The fact of the matter is a lot of these businesses are not going to be around. Should have been opening right. already. You could have had everything in place, the masks, the distancing, uh, the whole thing, capacity restriction. You could do it safely. Should have been done already. These rest, I feel for more than anything, I feel for these restaurant owners because they can't open up. Not only that, they got no workers. Everybody's collecting unemployment. You know, you're making 182 plus 600. Right. That's what but it comes that, down to. $3,000 a month. I think July 31st is the last day, so those that are operating under that mindset are going to have the rug pulled out from underneath them because that 600 does not get renewed, even though you keep hearing the, the proposal on the Democrat side. The Republicans said, we are not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to give out the 600 again. Like, that's it. Yeah. Well, House Democrats wanted to extend that. 
in the right. $3 trillion deal. Stimulus 5 till January. To the end of December. I mean, come I on. Think they wanted, yeah. We lost our but minds here. I'll tell you one the thing. The small businesses, Jay. Also, the small businesses, they can uh, save ill. Uh, their Chamber of Commerce are, are kind of, you know, saying, hey, you know, open this up just like a, a little bit more. We're suffering. Should have been opened up already. Come on. The micromanaging is getting a little too much. You know, it's interesting. All these people making those decisions, they're collecting paychecks. Okay. Yep. What about the business owners? What about the salons, the barbershops? We're crying out loud. Yep. Open them up already. Jeez. People should only, once this is enacted, I mean, I don't know how you would do it, but People should just only be encouraged to shop the small business once everything's open. Like, all right, the, you know, the Walmart had its day, the Costco's had its day, but there should be major ads taken out, public service announcements. Only shop these small stores that have been shuttered. Uh, you know, you can't mention the big stores by name, but, you know, they've had their day. They had the monopoly. Yeah. Time to let the small businesses recoup. And so it's tired of it. It's safer to go to the small business. It is, and you know, a lot of these businesses, they you know, they receive their loans. Some haven't received their loans. It's just a mess. Um, I thank you, sir. Rob's report brought to you by the Great Olish Farms Grocery Store that you're in and out of. That's right. With the just about the anything you need. I mean, they got everything. They got the fresh baked pies, uh, fruit of the harvest. You won't believe what's inside just south of Sunrise. Uh, what is it? Exit sixty one. South, I believe. Eastport, just north yeah. of the Triangle Pub, Bullish Farms, Eastport, Menor Road, Eastport. Uh, well done, sir. We'll keep an and eye Jay, on things, hopefully. One yeah. last uh, wrap-up. How sure. interesting it will be that uh, you're going to have uh, hockey um, in August. Well, your Stanley Cup will be raised in August. And um, even if baseball does get back on track, um, at some point you're going to get kind of bored watching baseball with no fans in the stands. It's a quiet sport. Um, I think you're going to see a huge uh, fan base growing in the NHL because of this in August hockey. It's going to be very interesting. And the NBA, you know, the NBA has been popular with their stars, but hockey is going to take a, going to, I think, really going to take front and center in August. How odd is that? Of what Gary Bettman did, commissioner of the NHL. Uh, he did it right. 24 teams. Here we go. Islanders play Florida. Rangers, Carolina. I love it. I Listen, I'll be right in front of my set on July the 30th, my friend. Uh, I will be there. When it's 92 degrees outside, I don't care. I will be watching ice hockey You'll in the summertime. The, the heat of summer. And let me tell you something. I think the players are right in baseball. I'm all for the players. Yeah. You know what? They worked hard to get to. 50, yeah. 50 if you're playing if you're playing 81 games you split it 50% pay cut no yeah. 77% pay cut because somebody's uh, making a lot of money forget it 50% or nothing i'm all for the players these owners you know can't take these owners anymore I totally we'll talk to you next week yeah we'll talk to you next week too. yeah thank you sir